everybody. Welcome into this episode of the WTOC Sports Podcast. Jake Wallace, Lindsey Goff with you coming to you on a Monday afternoon. We are just 11 days from Christmas and Lindsey, five teams in our area. Still the possibility of getting their Christmas wish of a state football championship. Um, it was an exciting quarterfinal Friday last week. I thought we had some really good matchups, some games that um, had two really good teams go at it. Um, and in our area, five teams making the, the state semifinals, that's a pretty big deal. And uh, two teams here in Savannah and Benedictine and uh, Calvary Day, the special season continues for better. And then Coffee and Pierce County in the, in the state f- final four. So I thought it was a really good Friday. And uh, some of the teams we expected to be here are here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think some of the teams – maybe we didn't expect to be here, have made it uh, Calvary Day being one of those teams. They have four losses. And, you know, I think the beginning of the season, we wouldn't have maybe predicted that they made it this far. Um, you know, Metter's undefeated. So that was one I think we were kind of counting on. But um, it's been interesting to see these teams grow and develop, especially in the weird year that it's been where there's been games postponed and canceled and, Sometimes they'll go weeks without playing um, because of those cancellations. So it's been really, really interesting to kind of watch it all unfold in an abbreviated, weird year. We'll, we'll start there. We'll start with Calvary Day because, as you mentioned, I think they were a team that maybe have, are going to be a little bit of a surprise in this this Class A private bracket, um, especially with, as you, as you mentioned, they've lost to some some really good teams, some top teams this year. Um, but I think the thing that was that I took from this game was Calvary has gotten better as the year has gone on. They've also gotten a little healthier, and I'm sure uh, we'll hear more about that in just a minute. You got a chance to talk with their head coach, Mark Stroud. But the thing I took was Calvary took advantage of the situation that was presented to them in terms of getting a home game against a three seed. You know, this was a team in Calvary that that one out to to get that two seed and give themselves a chance at a home game in that spot and overcame some mistakes, had some, some turnovers go there, go against them, you know, fumbled a punt that led to a George Walton touchdown late and allowed the Bulldogs back in it and then answered right back the knockout blow a Jake Merklinger uh, touchdown pass. He hit uh, Bryant Brantley off play action and that really put it away for Calvary. And so I was impressed that the defense played really well against another freshman quarterback that George Walton had. Um, I thought it was a really complete performance from Calvary, but I think the Cavaliers are certainly looking at it as they left some points out on the board. There's some things they can do that they have to improve on uh, coming up against Trinity Christian this Friday. Something the Savannah Morning News said that I liked was that Jake Merklinger can't drive a car, but he can drive an offense. And that was one thing Mark Stroud said is that they weren't sure what they were going to get from him heading into the season because he is a freshman. But he said, you know, he's playing like a junior and that's how we're going to treat him. And uh, his confidence has grown throughout this season, as has the rest of the team. And that's been reflected. They haven't lost since October. Um, and he said they're going to have to carry that offense heading into a road game uh, this week. So for more on the Cavaliers, Lindsay, you, as we mentioned, got a chance to speak with, with Coach Stroud, and uh, we'll let you listen to that right now. 
first and foremost, uh, congrats on the win Friday night. Um, that was one you guys weren't favored in. What, what was the key to winning that game? Well, I think our offense did a really good job of uh, controlling the clock, controlling the ball. You know, we ate a lot of clock up, kept the ball on the ground. And you know, I think we ended up throwing the ball 15 times, but Jake was really on point. Uh, when we did throw the ball, we threw it very successfully. But just we were able to control the clock, control, um, you know, you, you control the clock like that, it just puts you in such a better situation. And our defense, you know, they, they just did a great job of standing when they had to stand. Uh, they got, they came out of the gate on us and scored in three plays. And we're like, wow. And uh, then they just settled in. And we had – I think we had three stops inside the 20. One of those stops was inside the five, first and goal from the five. And we had – we stopped them on the foot line on fourth down there. So, some really uh, big plays on both sides of the ball. Uh, offensive, I think, the big key, keeping the clock running uh, in our favor, eating up clock and then scoring. And then def defensively, is just really making some big plays in the red zone. You mentioned your quarterback, Jake Merklinger, and he's young. What does it say about the future of this program to have someone young running your offense so efficiently? Well, he definitely does not look like a freshman. I mean, you just, you know, I didn't really know because I knew he had a great skill set, uh, which he does. He's got all the, you know, all the skill sets you need to be a great player. And, uh, but, you know, you don't know how a freshman's going to do emotionally and mentally. And he, he's just been on point. I mean, he's, he, he seems like he's been doing it for three, three years, three or four years. He seems like a very seasoned veteran, really from word go. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it, early in the year, we're like, we just don't need to put, you know, this, this, and this on his shoulders. But then you found out, you know, it's, it's just, let's just treat him like he's, like he's a junior because that's how he's playing. So, uh, yeah, he's been great, um, been a good leader, uh, been, has performed extremely well and been very confident and just hasn't had, the, you know, just hasn't had those times where he just, you felt like he was going in the tank or anything. He's just been on top the whole time. So it's been great to see. On that same note, how dangerous is uh, Greg Daniel and how tough is he for uh, opposing teams? Well, I think Greg has gotten better and better as the year has gone on. He's gotten, you know, he just kind of hit his groove and he's running very physical. He's you know, seeing the field very well. And, you know, he's always quick to give the offensive line and, and the other parts of the offense credit for his success, which is a great thing. And, I think his overall, just his old, overall demeanor, his unselfishness, his humility, and his toughness is, makes him just a great player. I think you guys have kind of flown under the radar maybe a little bit this season because you did have four losses, but you haven't lost since the end of October. What's changed or come on for this team? Well, you know, I think it's, it's a combination of some things. Uh, we, we finally got everyone back healthy. Um, we moved some people around a little bit uh, on both sides of the ball just to be uh, – I think we just had some people out of, out, of, out of place at one time. And then just confidence. I mean, early in the – you know, I was telling somebody earlier, uh, you know, we had against FPD, I think we had four stops on defense inside the 20 this past week. We had at least three, maybe more. And, you know, early in the season, those would have all been scores. We, would give, we gave a touchdown every time. And – I think we're just playing with so much more confidence, um, so much more unity. And I think it's just a you know, matter of getting people back, putting people in the right position, and also some, you know, doing it a few times. 
and starting to play with confidence. And I think that's been critical and offensive lines come along, I think better. And they're playing with a lot more confidence. Greg is running really well. You know, Jake's performing well. I think you know, everybody, everybody's kind of playing their best football right now, exactly when you want to be playing it. And, you know, I, quite frankly, you know, after, after our loss to Stratford, we, you know, we, had we not lost that game, I don't think we'd be where we are today because it, it forced us to take a hard examination of ourselves, you know, make some changes that need to really be changed, and, and try to just go in a different direction with a few things, you know, both sides of the ball. And having done that, um, you know, we got better instantly. And then as we've gotten better, our confidence has, you know, grown. And now we're playing with a team that, you know, is not caving in when something bad happens. We're just kind of rising to occasion right now, which has been great. On the road Friday night at Trinity Christian, they've had two losses this season. Uh, sure, you guys are hoping to make it a third. Could you preview that matchup for us a little bit and where you guys match up well with them? Yeah, we have some similarities. I mean, you know, we've uh, – they're a spread offensive team. It, you know, they're about 50-50 pass run just like us. And, um, you know, they have some, you know, really dynamic players on both sides of the ball. So, I think we're similar in lots of ways. We, we're very similar what we do defensively. So, it's a lot of similarities. So, you know, probably for them and us, the game plan is not going to be as, as you know, intensive uh, just trying to get everything in that you haven't seen. So, we've seen a lot of things they do. They do it really well. And so, you know, it's, it's going to be a war. I think it's going to be a great challenge. And, they, their quarterback's playing well like our quarterback is. They're throwing around a lot. Um, so, you know, it's, it's going to be a matter of them getting pressure on us and, and kind of controlling our offense a little bit with some pressures, and, and we'll have to do the same to them. We can't let the quarterback get real uh, comfortable, and, we, you know, we have to be able to move the ball like we've been able to do the last couple of weeks offensively and, and eat some clock up. We play great offenses. You have to be able to control the clock some, or you know, you just can't go three and out, three and out. And our offense has done a great job of doing that in the last several weeks. And you know, when you can do that, you, you get a chance. And that's be critical for us. To answer your question: we got to control the clock. Uh, we got to move the move ball effectively, and then we got to, you know, we got to put some pressure on the quarterback. You mentioned that confidence that the team has gained. How important is that going to be, especially on the road this weekend or Friday? It's going to be huge. I mean, you know, they're. Yeah, you know, they're just enjoying playing right now. I mean, they're enjoying their, their practice has been really good. Everybody's, you know, excited about being where we're at. And their you know, practice has been very upbeat. And, you know, when you get it when you get it going like that and the players are kind of, you know, you don't you're not having to get them ready to play, get them going, they're kind of getting themselves going, they're locked in. That's fun and that's that's exciting for everybody. So, you know, that that in itself is developing confidence every day in practice as you know where everybody's feeding off each other and that's really good but yeah uh we tell them every week you know there's gonna be this game will be a roller coaster there'll be some ups and downs this game you can never get too low you can never get too high you just have to play really even kill and just keep battling to the next frame and the next frame and play as well as you can and you know at the end you play enough good frames well then good things will happen for you you never want to get ahead of yourself, but do you think that it's hit them that they're a win away from a trip to Atlanta? You know, we, we usually have never talked about that before, but this year we've just kind of made a point to talk about trying to get to game 15. And, you know, um, and we know it's one step at a time. You know, we've all along, you just got to take care of what's in front of you. 
So we, but we have talked about the idea of, you know, let's focus on getting to game 15 and, uh, you know, it's, this is the step, this is the next step and this is the next step. So, you know, we put ourselves in a good, you know, a good place now. The kids have done that. Uh, coaches have done a great job in preparation. So, you know, I think, I think they're very aware of it, honestly. I mean, I think they know that, you know, each, each game is going to be a challenge. It's going to be a war and you have to take care of the moment there uh, in front of you. But I think they're very aware that, you know, hey, look, we're, we're close. Let's, let's do the thing we've been trying to do all year and try to get there. So it'll be exciting. Anything else you want to add or want to say about your team or Friday night? No, I'm just really proud of our staff. I'm really proud of our they, – they've worked very hard and, and, and really, you know, they when, – when think it looked like for a minute that we might win three or four football games. I mean, it felt that way, I think, for everybody. Um, and But players, coaches alike, but, you know, everybody just kind of stayed the course and kept working really hard and, and tried to help us improve in, every, in all areas. I'm really proud of our staff, really proud of our kids for just being very resilient. Uh, I think most – early in the year, everyone was picking us to go two and eight. So it was all over the, all over the social media out there. So you know, our kids just kind of getting through that, being very resilient, and just kind of um, you know continue to come to practice every day and work really hard with a good attitude. You do those things, and you know you can't control so many variables out there. But you know things have gone away lately, and we're, we're thankful for that. But I think it's because the kids have done all the things necessary to make it happen. All right. Thank you so much for your time, and good luck on Friday night. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, so Stroud said that it's going to be a really good matchup on Friday night. These teams are kind of similar, uh, Calvary Day and Trinity Christian. So we'll be looking out for those results Friday night and uh, just a win away from a state title appearance. Yeah, it's, it'll be the first semifinal appearance for Calvary since 2014. They'll have a chance to go back to a state final for the first time since 2013. They can win up in Sharpsburg um, later this week. Another private school here in Savannah, the Benedictine Cadets advancing again um, and again continuing to show what they're capable of. And I think the Cadets were a team that we expected to um, have the talent and have the potential to get here. And they've really done a great job this season, in, in my opinion, of executing and getting here. Um, you know, played a couple of – a really tough schedule, to be fair, and, and really prepared themselves for – for this time of the year. And I was over at Memorial Friday as they took on Riverdale, a team that had a really good defense coming into this game, only allowed 85 points this year. And it took a few minutes for the, for the BC offense to kind of get rolling. Um, again, a turnover, a few, you know, kind of mistakes that, that kept BC from, from getting on the board exactly how they wanted to. Um, but the, the cadet defense played really well. To, to hold Riverdale at bay. And once the offense got going, it was like, it was a LaShawn Brooks touchdown there in the second quarter. And it felt like once he scored, then the, the avalanche came and Benedictine advances in blowout fashion. They've got a tough test. They'll be back at home this Friday against uh, the undefeated Jefferson Dragons. And that game's going to, I think, have a lot of eyes from around the state on it as it's two really talented programs going at it. Yeah, BC took a minute to get started, get the offense really going against the syrup makers to the week before. So I think that's going to be really important for them Friday night against Jefferson is that they've got to get the offense going early, uh, find the end zone a little bit quicker and get things rolling. 
Yeah, and and you know Danny Britt and and his team are going to be ready to do that. You know they're they're capable of scoring at at really any point from anywhere on the field, and so um, this this game Friday night against you know you're going to have be at home at Memorial Stadium, uh, uh, undefeated Jefferson coming to town, and and Benedictine you know they're going to expect to win. They're going to come in expecting to get to the state championship game, and we've seen what this cadet program can do uh, when they get to that final game. How about the special season that is going to continue in Metter, Lindsay? The Tigers are on to the Final Four for the first time since 2002. They take down Warren County 28-6 to at home Friday night. And uh, it was just kind of another Metter performance where the defense stands out, the offense does what they do and does just enough um, to, to outscore a team. And they kind of just smothered the Screaming Devils uh, to advance to the semis. I mean, that's what they do all season. They've just smothered people, um, forcing three and outs and smothering on defense. And then the offense just kind of going to work, head down, doing what they do. Uh, Friday night will certainly be a tough test against a really good Irwin County team. Um, I think being at home helps because the jungle was electric Friday night. I got my first taste of it in Metter and, um, the community is really, really excited for this Tigers team, as they should be because they're fun to watch. Uh, just a really, you mentioned it, just a really special season for Metter. And, you know, the hope is that they can keep it rolling. Yeah, they were ranked number one for the first time in 38 years. 1982 was the last time that happened. It's their first um, semifinal in 18 years. And, and they're two wins away from their first ever state championship. And they're welcoming in an Irwin County team who is the defending Class A public champ, who um, obviously had a lot of emotional um, momentum last year with, with their head coach, Buddy Nobles, going through his, his cancer fight and being there on the sideline, a, a team that had come very, very close a number of times and, and finally sealed the deal and did it in dominant fashion a year ago. Um, this team is still very talented. Um, don't, you know, don't mistake it. Casey Soliday is a really good head coach down there. In Osceola, they've got a really good team that expects to win and has already knocked off a number one team on the road this year. They went to, to Quitman and beat Brooks County 21-13 when the Trojans were ranked number one in some polls earlier this year. So this is going to be a battle. Um, Irwin County is going to come expecting to win. And we saw a little bit, you know, Metter took on that Turner County team from the same region as Irwin and struggled a little bit early on to kind of get their legs under them against a Turner County team that I think everybody knows they had some losses, but they were really talented, really big and really fast. And so this Irwin County team is probably going to be a little bit better version of that in terms of speed and size. And so we'll see how Metter is able to handle that as they take on really, in my opinion, one of the premier programs in single A football for a chance at the state championship. Should be a lot of fun Friday night in the jungle. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see how that one turns out and if Metter can keep this special year rolling. Yeah, and so Pierce County, they'll be at home as well. The Bears will host Chris County. The Cougars knocked off two-time defending state champ Cedar Grove last week. And so uh, Pierce County will be at home against a really talented Cougars team that we saw take down Windsor Forest in the first round of the playoffs. And then Coffee going to go up the road. They'll take on Cartersville. The Purple Hurricanes just knocked out Ware County. So the Trojans 
who went on the road last week and, and beat Calhoun in Calhoun. Not an easy thing to do. They'll try to knock off the Canes in Cartersville and see if they can advance to a state title game in class five. And going to be a really fun Friday, Lindsay. Also, this point in the year, we'll start looking for, for bowls. And it's just kind of that, that as the Christmas season comes closer, we're getting closer and closer to naming a state champion in Georgia. And we've got a number of teams in the hunt who hope to be there uh, in two weeks in Atlanta. Yep, absolutely. Um, you mentioned the bowls. I'm stalking my email currently, waiting for news on Georgia Southern as we uh, record this around noon on Monday. So <laughs> tis the season um, awaiting results and championship matchups. It's a, it's a good time to, to be a football fan. And uh, we'll continue our coverage uh, this Friday night and later this week we'll have a, a preview, more of a preview of these state semifinal games. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for downloading. We will uh, talk to you.